Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Do and your favorite Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. It is me, your favorite person who loves to build forts, Felipe. And today we're talking about Thaddeus and Thor in De Plane, De Plane, Season 2, Episode 8. And I'm not alone. First, let me welcome in a man who could never afford love handle in a flashback of his own life. Will Davis. Davis, comma, Will, how are you doing today, my guy? Doing great. Surprisingly, my love is also inexplicably linked to kickball. Oh, I love kickball and we can't we can't wait to talk about that. But as always, we are not alone, William. We are joined by someone who loves paper mache. At least I assume she does. Navi and first things first, Navi, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I didn't realize I was a, such a huge paper mache fan until you just mentioned mm-hmm. it like five seconds ago. I know. It's almost like we didn't talk about this and I just made it up. Yeah, um, exactly. Navi, we got to start with the most important topic at hand. You're back on Twitter? Question mark? Kind of. Kind of. I decided to make a backup Twitter account until I am my main account is free from its arbitrary detention that it's been in for like almost a month now. So you can follow me on my backup account until I get my main account back, which is at NaviKball. Which is Navi, you can also use the What You're Doing podcast Twitter for your But own as purpose. soon as soon as she gets back on her normal account, this this backup is going private. So you got to get it on the ground floor. Yes. If yeah. you don't get in now, you're never getting in. Uh, yeah, Until next time, I'm jailed. Unless you want to pay to our Patreon, that that you can get Navi's second Twitter <laughs> feed as as a patron perk. <laughs> Put it behind yeah, a paywall. Ten dollar patrons, they yeah. get access to the, my uh, Twitter. Yeah, we love that. Um, but yeah, how are the two of you doing on this Sunday afternoon? Doing great, doing great. William my... went to the North Carolina airport today. I did. Uh, well, there are m- more than one airports in in North Carolina. I went to the Raleigh Durham airport to take my <laughs> brother and his fiance. Tucker and Megan were visiting me this week. Uh, we had a fun time. And I yeah. just took them took them back today. Tucker is the white whale of this podcast. I don't think we'll ever be able to book Tucker. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hers. I don't know how much Phineas and Ferb he's seen. Listen, Probably enough. 
he has three brothers who watched it, so I'm assuming he caught a little bit of it. How much older is he? What's the age gap between you and Tucker? Uh, three years. It's the same as the age gap between uh, me and Nathan. Okay. We love that. Um, hi, Nathan. I hope you miss Navi. Um, Navi, how are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? And more importantly, how was dinner with your bosses last week? It was fun. We had lasagna. It was really good. <gasps> what kind of lasagna? Um, Just like, you know, like beef lasagna. It was oh. really good. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I think... I think I'd be afraid to have dinner with my bosses that I, I would always be paranoid that I'm like being had in like a dinner for schmucks situation. <laughs> I, it depends on which of my previous bosses, my current boss. I really like, uh, we have dinner often because we're at set and lunch starts at 6 PM. And then, mm-hmm. so we have dinner like as a group, but, um, she did say that she would drop kick ET that quote wrinkly effer. Um, mm-hmm. Because of this this question that my friend Gabby posed on her Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she murdered E.T., would you support her in burying the body? Or would you would you uh, snitch on her because and defend that uh, ugly alien? And I said, no, E.T.'s a precious baby. We have to stand him. And she's like, how dare you bring this up in my presence? Like, you're a fake friend. I, like, we love, it was so funny. And then so I asked a lot of people how they felt about E.T., throughout the week i don't know if this is if this is et i feel like my stance on this would be neither of the two choices i think i think this is not my monkeys not my circus see i just have to defend et because no one he's such an adorable alien he just wants to go home with his family like Mm -hmm. he didn't ask to be trapped here so but it was a very heated debate like uncle kiwi has some allies on the scared of et side uh, but we're not here to talk about extraterrestrials this week. That was last week's episode. Today we're talking about Thaddeus and Thor and Deplane Deplane. Did y'all remember these episodes growing up or not? Hundred percent. Same. Definitely. The plane, especially. I remember like the visual of the plane, the paper mache plane. Um, mm-hmm. Navi, what about you? No, I remember both of these episodes, uh, specifically the reunion, the Doofenshmirtz reunion. Yeah. I, I have vivid memories of, so I'm excited to get into that. Are y'all family reunion people? Like, is that something? That seems something very white. So, William, let me go to you first. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I so I have been to about three big family reunions in my life. Uh, I had an ex girlfriend who was big on family reunions, and I I went to that one time. Um, was this I want to say high school three. ex. Uh, yeah. We we don't have to talk about it. Okay. Um, but uh. uh yeah, I, I, so my mom is the youngest of six kids, and lots of those kids have other, other kids. So, so I've I've got like eleven cousins on that side. I mean, so, so whenever we just get together with like my grandparents and the people younger than them, there's about twenty five of us. But if you include like my my grandpa's siblings and all of their kids and grandkids and all of that then there's i i'd say about 50 so we've we've had we've had some pretty big family reunions with that group but uh i, I can count less than a handful of those okay yeah um i wonder how many family reason reunions aza has been to and what her mm-hmm. uh reunions are like with 300 cousins uh navi That's what about you are you a family reunion person Not since really. you have family in a different country it's harder it's 
it's a bit harder especially because like they're all over the place like in india and like south africa and uh, england and stuff so it's hard to get like yeah. everyone together so it's usually just like all the relatives are in real winnipeg when we hang out so yeah um for my mom's side it's just me my brother and then i have a cousin my aunt's daughter so like we like hang out but it's like more of like a small extended family setup and then my dad's side uh i'm one of eight cousins uh grandchildren so i've been uh the closest thing was like my uncle's wedding but even then it was just like me and then his my dad and his brothers and then his parents like i was the only grandchild who went um i was also one of five at that time so there were three that weren't born yet so yeah um yeah it's not a big thing uh it's more I, my the extended family like Christmas is a big thing. It used to be like where all the like extended relatives would show up, but now it's not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So speaking of family reunions, Will, do you want to talk about this episode? Yeah. So Thaddeus and Thor first half of this episode. Thaddeus can get drop kicked. Sorry, shout out to Naomi. Yeah. Uh, first, I wanna I wanna bring this up. I looked it up on my phone earlier. Because Thaddeus's voice was kind of familiar. Um, it turns out the guy who voices Thaddeus is like 60 years old now. Oh. Damn. Um, he he was so have you ever seen uh the show Different Strokes? Uh I with, have not. with Gary no. Coleman. Uh yeah. he's like he's like he's he played well on different strokes. Different strokes was on in like the 70s, I think, maybe the 80s. I don't know. I'm I'm too young. It was on in the eighties, uh, and he he played like this little kid on Different Strokes in the eighties. Uh, so his name is Danny Cooksey. Um, let's see, he he does a bunch of voices in regular show. Uh, he was the voice of Brett and Chet in the twenty twelve Lorax movie. Um, who else? I there were. He was in Shallon Showdown. He was oh, Dave I the, love it. Who was he in Shallon Showdown? Uh, in Shallon Showdown, he was Jack Spicer. Oh, the bad guy. Uh, he was Dave the Barbarian in Dave the Barbarian. Um, he was various voices in Invader Zim. He played a character in Recess. He was in Pepper Ann. He was Milo in Pepper Ann. Um, Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. But yeah, he, like, this guy's been in the game for a long time. Um, and his, his voice sounded very familiar. He is now, so if he was born in, in 1975, uh, what is, what does that make him? Very old. I don't want to do the math. Like 46 ish. Sure. Um, so, but he sounds so young. He sounds so young. Um, so shout out to Danny Cooksey. He plays the villain really well in this episode. Douche canoe child. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, Naomi so, was here, she would drop kick him. Yeah, for sure. Um really this this guy is very arrogant uh for, for a guy wearing overalls. Oh, says the guy who wore overalls most recently. Yeah, I mean I mean so like his overall i i guess they're less overalls and more like somewhere in between overalls and suspenders like his i'm looking at a picture of this kid right now and his pants don't really sit around his waist but they also don't come up super high either they're like they're like around his his tummy 
Mm -hmm. You see this? Can I share my screen here on the? Yeah, on the... I believe you can. Just. Um. Here we go. You see this guy? His pants—they're yeah. not around his waist, but they're also not up like where where uh, overalls would be. They're somewhere in the middle. And uh, you know. Is he really... just wearing like very high-waisted pants with suspenders? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Yeah, gummy, gummy. How uh, should I should I have said gummy whenever whenever you introduced me onto the podcast? Too late now. Maybe that'll be my line from now. I don't think I I don't think I like that. So Thaddeus, who the hell is this kid? Uh, Thaddeus and Thor, they are are two boys that are visiting their uh, relative, Mrs. Weaver, who is, I don't know if we've ever seen Mrs. Weaver. We've never seen Mrs. Weaver, and I clicked on her on the wiki, and we will never see Mrs. Weaver. She is just some unseen next-door neighbor of, of the Flynn Fletcher family. And, and they have an older sister named Mandy, who is about the same age as Candace. And and they are two brothers that that are very much like like uh, the variants of of uh, Phineas and Ferb. Um, mm -hmm. I know people named Thor are usually pretty closely tied to <laughs> to some variants, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, Mandy is very much like the Candace in this situation, where her brothers are are known for building these big elaborate things. <laughs> And she's always trying to bust them and annoyed by how impressive they are. Um, very much the same role that Candace Candace takes all the time. Um, but in this episode, they're like sort of competing where it's it's like the thing where like if I'm making fun of my brothers, it's cool. But if anyone else is making fun of my brothers, then like that's not cool. Uh, so they're they're both like proud of how good at building and annoying their brothers there are. Uh, so they have this contest to see who can build a, a better fort uh, between Phineas and Ferb and and Thaddeus and Thor, and that's that's kind of the 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 main a plot of this episode is they want to have this contest, and Candace is actually trying to encourage her brothers to to build this this big elaborate fort uh, to win this contest, and Phineas the whole episode is like you know we don't do it for contests we just do it for the fun. We're here for the love of the game. Yeah, and Candace is like, "What? What's wrong with you?" Now Keep Candace just wants to win. She all she does is win, 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 no matter what. No matter what. It's a, she um, doesn't win that often. Uh, no, she very often loses. <laughs> all she does is lose, lose, lose. Yeah. Um. So so. They go to this this competition. They build the fort, uh, and and they really recruit Isabella and the Fireside Girls to help. Uh, I and I like a lot of the parallels between um, Phineas and Ferb and and Thaddeus and Thor, uh, because when when Thaddeus and Thor get uh, like hear about this whole competition, instead of saying I know what we're gonna do today, uh, Thaddeus is like I know who we're gonna outdo today. Uh, to to start the the contest. Um, at some point they say like, "Oh, where's Harry?" 
and Harry is like their contractor and he's just sitting on a on a lounge chair and he's like, oh, he, he is a contractor. He doesn't do much. The drag. Yeah, I mean, what would have been the odds if they also had a pet that was secretly an agent to defeat a bad guy? What would that would have been amazing. It'd be almost too on the nose, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if if another agent in in Alco was like their pet. Yeah. What if Harry was their their human? That might even be better if it was a if it was a a dude who was like the, with all the, the pets. British guy when they like work together. Yeah, Agent Double O O. Yeah. There was um. Sorry, Double O or O Agent O as Doofenshmirtz said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they build these forts. And and Thaddeus and Thor go first, and they unveil their their fort, and it is like a big split level fort, and it's got a slide coming out of it, and it's even got a licorice dispenser on the front of it. Um, of all the candies to have a dispenser of licorice, right? that was my thought. I was like, it's nasty. Ew. Another reason why he needed to be drop kicked. Yeah, I think I think they should have lost just for that one right there. Don't come at me, licorice stands. You know you you know you can you slide into Davis comma will if you do agree with if you don't agree with him though. Candy corn, sorry, licorice worse than candy corn. That Facts. was that was the take I was I was getting at. Facts. Um, let's see what else what else is happening here. Oh yeah, so so Thaddeus and Thor they unveil this this big elaborate fort, um, and then it's the Phineas and Ferb's turn to go, and they pull the tarp off, and it just looks like a like a regular fort that's got a little tire swing on it. It's like a treehouse without the tree. Yeah, it's just kind of a regular backyard playset sort of thing. And Candace is like, "What? Uh, you know, this whole time you do all this elaborate stuff, but but today when I need you to win, you can't do this." And she kind of storms off cuz she's sad. Yeah, um some finish. <laughs> like Yeah, and she's like, "No, no, no. Let me have my moment." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Yeah. Let her them finish their sentence." <laughs> I just want to be dramatic. That's all. You don't want to help. You just want to yell. Uh, so, so Phineas uh, is like, and topping our our fifty foot fort is our ode to what did he say? Ode to classic design or something like that. Classic architecture. Classic architecture. And then uh, Ferb hits this button, and and the tower becomes like. I don't know, 50 stories tall or something, and it's got a pool and it's got a bowling alley and it's got an even bigger slide than a foyer. Than, a foyer with imported marble. Yeah. The bigger um, slide than the than the Big Ben one, right? Uh I think it's it's probably not as big as the Big Ben one, but it's bigger than Thaddeus and Thor's slide. Oh, for sure. Uh but but Ferb's like, you know, we don't have a licorice dispenser. That was that was a nice touch. Was he? I th- I think he's just throwing him a bone. Yeah. Uh but then of course our 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 good boys win. The good guys won the day. Um Mandy's mad at her brothers and they they kind of leave. Uh and then there's there's kind of a uh putting a bow on the episode where there there's sort of the opposite where where uh Candace actually wants to show their mom because she's proud of them and wants wants her to see the the cool thing that they built this time um but that's that's kind of it for the the a plot i think 
Yeah. Um, well, so she has to, she, when Candace, when Linda rolls up, um, she's early and she doesn't want the, her to bust them. So then she's like, uh, okay, you forgot the stuff. And Linda's like, looks at her receipt. And she's like, I did forget the stuff. Um, and then she gives Candace the groceries. Candace yeets into the, into the house, tosses them on the floor uh, as Linda goes back. And then when Linda comes back, she's like, Candace, you need to see this. And Candace thinks she's talking about the fort. But mm-hmm. nope, she's talking about the mess that Candace made, and Candace had to stack them all quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda appreciates the little fort that mm-hmm. once they close up shop. Mm-hmm. Big episode for cup stacking today. Yeah, didn't have that on my 2021 bingo card. Were you either yeah. of your like elementary school cup stacker competition people? We did it in like PE class or something one day, mm-hmm. but uh, I think Nathan actually had the mat and and a set of the cups. Yeah. Um. I think I used the mat to try and see how fast I could solve a Rubik's cube, um, which is not very fast, but like, I don't know, a couple minutes. Unless you can solve it. unlike my dumbass. I'll teach you. Uh, Kate tried and failed. Kate, former guest of the podcast. Uh, yeah, she, she failed. Uh, maybe you can try. Maybe, maybe yeah. I need a math genius. I do get paid well, to teach math. We love that. We love to see it. Uh, maybe you can teach me math for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, I wanted to say that, uh, I was very quick dissembling the cups, but stacking them, my hands would shake. <laughs> that was the really satisfying bit. Whenever you have the big pyramid and you just take the two and you're like, whoop, whoop, and you make the whole thing. That was, that was yeah. the fun part. That was very fun. Yeah. Navi, were you cup stacking queen? No, I don't have like great dexterity, I guess would be the proper skill associated with the cup stacking i've never been good at it i remember when uh what was it pitch perfect and like the anna kendrick oh the cup song Mm. yeah like a lot of people would end up doing that uh but no i'm not a big cup stack we did we did do that dance in music class like like 10 years before that movie came out even the cup song yeah we not that song exactly but the same like routine with the cups we would do with another song we did that like like years before the movie ever came Dang. out. Um, no, I, I had that was my first uh, introduction to that that routine. Um, honestly, why isn't Cup stacking a Big Brother veto competition? Honestly, I think it would like, be right. Like it would be fairly easy, or at least one of these like like bullshit Sunday night competitions they do. Yeah, yeah. Do we I could really see them a Sunday night competition. This seems like if know. there was a Pitch Perfect Four and Big Brother Canada had it as a sponsor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They did that thing with the stack and the cans, but like the tiny, tiny little cans. Oh, yeah, the micro brews. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same, but not quite. But there's no satisfying part where you get to you, you, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when has Big Brother ever been satisfying? No. Uh, when Tiffany won AFP. When that Tamar is... won Big Brother. Yeah. Um, I could I can come up with examples. It's more it's more pain than than happiness, but there are examples. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go to the B plot here? Let's yeah. do it. Speaking of uh, exes at family reunions, yeah, I was I was gonna say like I'm glad they brought this up because I was very confused why why she was there. So uh, we're at the Doofenshmirtz family reunion. Um, they're having a a reunion with the entire Doofenshmirtz family, um, and Doofenshmirtz is telling Perry the platypus that. Uh, in his life, his his mother's love was inexplicably linked to kickball. 
and then he he goes into this whole like song montage and it's exactly uh you snuck your way right you, into my heart you snuck your way right into my heart except the first line is my mother's love was always inexplicably linked to kickball um i it, it this was a funny bit this is up there in in the list of my favorite backstories it's no balloony it's no balloony but but like what is i mean this is this is still great yeah i think it's on the same tier as like the the gnomes Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, the birth he missed his parents missed his own birth. Mm-hmm. Like he he even gets uh he even gets love handle to come and perform in his backstory. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't is, think Steve Zahn was there. Yeah, probably wasn't there for that. He was on uh, the snorkeling trip, or uh, asking uh hitting on Armand. Yeah, yeah. Did, I was surprised at how little White Lotus costumes I ended up seeing. Yeah, well, I think it's just, it's hard to do the costume. I think really it's Armand up. is the only one that, like, you got a, a, a bushy mustache and big Hawaiian shirt. I think the other ones, like, I don't know if there's an, an iconic look about them that it's obvious that I can say, oh, I'm White Lotus. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, but, like, it, it it's more of an impression than a costume, I think. Like there's there's nothing like like super visually iconic about any of these characters. Yeah. Unless I'm going to walk around spoilers, skip ahead about 45 seconds. If you don't want spoilers for the white Lotus, unless I'm going to walk around with a suitcase full of human shit. That's fair. Uh, Um, But uh, so, so they're, they're playing a kickball game. And um, uh, Doofenshmirtz makes, does he just call it the Kickinator? Kickinator 5000. Uh, that's supposed to make him really good at kickball so he can finally win his mother's love. Um, and he's up to play to kick. And Charlene is pitching. Charlene Doofenshmirtz, his ex-wife. And he's like, why are you here? And she's like, well, my, my last name is still Doofenshmirtz. This this is weird to me. I I don't think it's like it's here. like those couples that like when a family goes through a divorce and the mom is still friends with like the former mother in law, sort of like that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Like um, like when your parents are still friends with your exes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Showing up to the reunion with the entire family is a whole nother thing. Is Roger married? Maybe she's hitting on Roger. Um, I don't know if he is. Which would be rude. Let's see. Roger Roger Doofenshmirtz. Um I don't see anything. Maybe we'll find out later. Maybe, Maybe we, will. we will find out later. Uh but it, in the kickball game, uh the Kickinator five thousand really does work for Doofenshmirtz. Uh he kicks the ball super far. Um, yeah, yeah, like he w- would yeah. totally have a home run, except it bounces off of the boy's very tall, tall tower and bounces back into play. And Roger catches it, and and uh, Hines is out. But Doofenshmirtz did play himself because he could have just like gone two more steps, gotten the bait, gotten to base. Yeah, um, he, he if he Roger caught it, he would Doofenshmirtz be out? And secondly, he caught the ball. Yeah, I mean, really, if you want to play by any rules, the fact that the the ball hits the 
yeah hits the the tower means it is a home run at that point but yeah i think i i think it's just insult to injury the fact that yeah. he caught the ball and then threw it at him well, yeah but then jupiter sports is a dummy who was like dancy dancy boogie bo-. he said some stuff um he was like i i won and then uh yeah uh, i did love vanessa being like you got this dad you don't got this dad like yeah um, and, and shout out to perry the platypus a real homie helping doofenshmirtz practice yeah yeah um doofenshmirtz did do the ian terry move kicking himself in the face a couple times <laughs> i believe jacob has said that either to me or on a podcast that uh, he loved Ian so much that he tried to like also learn how to do that. Let me actually ask him that before I like <laughs> spread this did. false information. Um, talk amongst yourselves while I ask him this question. Uh, I I like this. So so what what Heinz says is I did it. I did it. Ha ha. Who's the loser now? L O S E R. Who's the loser? You are. Let's boogie. That's right. Let's boogie. That was the dance that he did. Would you do that dance? If you were like, I'd have to learn it, but honestly, maybe. Uh, any, I agree. any other big? Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other. Oh, there was a terracotta army room in the in the tower. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was also part of part of uh, Doofenshmirtz's backstory. Is like he tried a bunch of other different activities. Uh, to make his mom proud of him, but she only cared about kickball. So, so he had the record for cup stacking at one point, and then he thought, you know, like he felt the disturbance that Candace broke his record whenever she put all the groceries away. He sensed the disturbance in the force. Yeah, yeah. Um, Y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? Does Doofenshmirtz's mom have a name in the wiki? Ooh, let me. And see. Do we ever meet his dad? I think so. I mean, we have met his dad when he said. When he did the gnomes, but yeah. Sorry for the spike in audio that you may have just encountered with my. No um, worries, no worries to the listeners. Um, yeah, while while you look this up, uh, were y'all big kickball people in school? Because I love kickball. What do you think? <laughs> no, now she's uh-huh. too busy reading her book. Um, no, I loved uh, Matt kickball, which was something we did where like. The rules were kind of convoluted. I don't know why you had to do make, do two laps for Matt mm-hmm. Kickball, but yeah, that was uh, that was a fun time. Uh, um, she does not have a name. Doof Mom. Uh, this is Mrs. Doofenshmirtz. Hmm. Will, were you a, a kickball person? Yeah, I'm. I'm into kickball. Yeah, I would join an adult kickball league if I had more flexible hours. She's apparently voiced by Cloris Leachman. That's funny. Cloris, I can't type. Oh, let's see. Rest in peace, Queen. Yeah. That's a good get, though. Yeah. I think that's Ooh, all I have. Who's she in, in the Middle? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, she was in a show. I know uh, her from Raising Hope. Yeah. Uh, she she was in a show with the same name as the show I'm currently working on. Oh, uh, so yeah, shout out to Promised Land. Uh, I was trying to go to her filmography, but whatever. That's time. That's another project. Um, yeah. Do we have any final thoughts in this episode besides that Perry the Platypus was a good friend? 
Was this the episode that Perry got stuck in the hose and he was late and Major Monogram was like, I hope I didn't hurt him? Ooh, um, maybe. Yeah, that was one of the episodes. So uh, we can talk about it now, I guess, since we brought it up. But yeah, Major Monogram was kind of sad. He was like, I hope I, I think I think that's the next one. Because the one of them he flipped in like he would do the rotating panel thing mm-hmm. and the other one. Yeah, but anyways, I'm pretty sure that was the first one, but whatever. We'll talk about it in the next part if it wasn't. The, the flowers one was definitely the second one. Okay, so then this was the first one with the hose where like he, he took a while because he was climbing through a hose and Major Monogram was sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I hurt him. And Carl's like, yeah, he seemed real pissed. Anyways, uh, Navi, any thoughts on this episode before we go to a quick musical break? No, really fun episode. Uh, the deep plot was easily the highlight of the episode. Oh, for, for me. sure. Did Thor say anything in this episode? I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe he had a line or two. Yeah, when I was remembering this episode, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if their verb is going to be the the Phineas, like the talky one." Nope, it was not. Um, they were they were definitely variants. Yeah, so we'll go to a quick musical. Break. Yeah, his page on the wiki doesn't even have a voice to buy. Oh, R.I.P. Um, yeah, so we'll go to a quick musical break, listen to Kicked Your Way Right Into My Heart, and then we'll be back for more shenanigans. My mother's love was always inexplicably linked to kickball, and my brother was an expert from the start. But I lacked fitness, so when put to the test, I couldn't kick my way right into her heart. Ladies and gentlemen, love handle! Oh yeah, he tried playing rugby and saw. And football, he tried kick the can and even martial arts. But even with this dedication, I still got no coordination. He couldn't kick his way right into her heart. Oh, yeah. Good night, Kimmelstar. I did it! I did it! <laughs> Who's the loser now, huh? L-O-S-E-R. Who's the loser? You are. Let's boogie. That's right. Let's boogie. You're out. And we are back. Hope you all jammed to that song as epically as we did. Uh, we're now going to talk about the plane, the plane. What's your favorite uh, airplane story? Do you all have any airplane airport stories while I, while I pull up my notes? Not any great ones. I I do not like airports and being in them. I prefer airports to airplanes, honestly. Like, I, I, like if the airport was a moving vehicle, that would be fine. Be, being in an airport provides me a great deal of stress. I hate security. I hate going through that. Like, TSA people are usually assholes, um, mm-hmm. in my experience. Uh, oh, I do. I did. So I, I do have a, a TSA experience story. So last, last year for Christmas, um, my parents got me some like fancy sea salt flakes uh Ooh. just to like like some fancy salt to cook with 
and for some reason i i wasn't thinking and it did not i i didn't put it in my checked bag i put it in my backpack that was going through security and it and and it's these soft flakes that come in this little tube um and i didn't want that tube to spill out so what i did was i i poured the salt flakes into a baggie and then put that baggie back in the tube um like a ziploc bag uh not even thinking that i'm about to go through airport security with a tube filled with a baggie with some like white crystals in the middle of it um so that uh definitely got flagged and they like pulled it out and were like running a bunch of chemistry tests on it they like poured some of it out onto this piece of paper and like dropped some little drops on it to see like if it was a particular illicit substance or something you know no, it was just salt yeah just salt i have an airport story and then i also have a tsa story so i'll do the tsa story first so this is actually a story that i heard from a friend about one of her friends so it's a friend of a friend story but um this girl was going on vacation with her family from college and in her, this is going to be an adult story. We are going to be talking about uh, adult toys. So that if you are not interested, skip ahead like three minutes. Um, but yeah, so apparently she was going on a family vacation and that was in, his, there was a, a dildo in her backpack Well, and it went to security and then she was with her dad and the TSA agent was like, oh, we got to inspect this. Pulls out this, like, giant dildo out of her bag right in front of her dad. So, yeah, that was that was probably embarrassing. Um, damn, y'all are no-selling this story. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my story uh, at the airport, this is, like, a story that lives right in my mind. It was probably almost 10 years ago. We were in the Miami airport connecting to go to Boston after a trip to Brazil. It was, like, 5, 6 in the morning. And then on the walking move walkway, I, we just start hearing screaming. Like we're sitting at the gate, and then this guy, his leg draped over the the like rubbery part where your you mm-hmm. put your hands on, like the hand walkway. Yeah, screaming at the top of his lungs, "I'm a gangster! I'm a gangster!" This like thirty year old bald white man screaming, "I'm a gangster! I'm a gangster!" He gets to the end. He's just like uh, his legs over. He like falls at the end mm-hmm. lays there screaming for 20 minutes while tsa comes he was like on something he's just like there screaming and then they eventually come get him tsa and then he like they lift him up he starts going and then he walks by this lady with a baby and he's like tiny the baby and he goes up to her and he's like your son one day he's gonna be smoking marijuana and you're gonna have to live with him I was like, what? It oh. was insane. I was like 15. I was like, huh? What is mm. happening here? But yeah, that story lives rent free in my mind. Um, there you go. Whenever I think about it. I wonder what stories. that baby's up to these days. I wonder what that baby's up to. And I wonder if that man is still in prison for Who that knows? crime against me in my eyeballs for having to witness that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Navi, do you have any airplane stories? Like crazy, crazy people at airports or TSA shenanigans where you try to sneak in salt? And they think it's meth. Well, I worked at the airport for three years while I was in university. Oh, yeah. You yeah, worked at um, like, a, like a little pop-up store, like to buy like a Hudson News sort of thing? or Yeah. Yeah. 
And there was this one time where this, like, I don't know, like, Eastern European man just showed up at the store and was like, I am looking for Six magazine. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm like, we don't really have anything, but I have this thing of Playboy. And this was, like, around the time when Playboy decided, you know what, we're going to focus on our award-winning journalism and not mm -hmm. on the titties. So... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, oh, hey, here's a, a Playboy magazine. He's like, okay. And then he just left. That's the story. I love that. I... Here you go. <laughs> the sentence, we are going to focus on our award-winning journalism and not the titties, is now going to be associated with you forever. Yeah. I mean, after, man, after you said that, I've got to I've got to change some things about this song I was writing. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, about the Scooby song? It better not be. Uh, we'll, we'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. Okay, so we're talking about the plane, the plane. So what did you remember about this episode? Because for me, I definitely remember the paper mache plane and the, and the like jazz number more so than anything from the Doof plot. Um... Let's see what was what was the doof plot? Oh, the doof plot was the the Greville and and the recycling. Um, yeah, it's it's not a super iconic plot, but uh, I liked it. Yeah, uh, I think if we're ranking plots, I think the Stacey and Candace one was interesting, although I have some bones to pick with things they said. Um, yeah, that did not hold up. Yeah, it, it, like many things, this was written in a certain time and. Uh, I would like to think that they would not be written the same way now, but we can also say that, uh, you know, maybe it was problematic then too. I don't know. I was young. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with the episode. So we, we begin uh, interior Candace's room day. Candace and Stacy are deciding what to wear for Jeremy's pool party. Felipe, the screenwriter over here. You know it, baby. Uh, so Candace has two different, bathing suits that are very similar but just one slightly darker pink i think stacy called one of them acrylic pink at one time mm -hmm. and candace is very indecisive about what she's gonna wear and candace goes on tells her which one she should wear the lighter one and she's like okay and then candace is like how we pick out which hat and candace is like oh, does it really matter it there's like not really a difference and then candace is like yeah and stacy's like yeah i do spend too much time with my indecisiveness i think i'm just gonna pick one which i like that um little yeah um mm -hmm. yeah uh stacy's like i think i fuss too much uh mm -hmm. meanwhile phineas and ferb are watching an informational tv show about howard hughes and the spruce goose uh the largest plane ever built and phineas is like i know what we're gonna do today we're gonna break that record and ferb is like sure and he does is that when ferb pops out with the little mustache I think it's I thought I thought it was when they were on the plane when they okay. were singing. I think I it's the it, song. I think they did it twice. And well, maybe just, it, maybe it yeah. is. Maybe it is. Yeah. Um. So Phineas and Ferb they go out to the backyard with stacks of newspapers, and Isabella's like, "What are you doing today?" And they're like, "Uh, coincidentally, we're gonna build a paper mache airplane, uh, break the record." And Isabella's like, "Coincidentally, we have uh to get our flying badges or whatever they said." Um. And Phineas and Ferb was like. Phineas was like, coincidentally, we need a lot of flight attendants for this um, for this project. So they uh, tell them about kind of disrespectful to make them all be flight attendants, but yeah, you know. 
Yeah, only Women how, can how be come Buford got favoritism? Yeah, Buford. Well, I guess like they didn't trust Buford to be in charge of with any of the process. They're like Buford, you can just like sit here and stay out of the way. We love that, honestly. Like Buford getting the lap of luxury, but um, so uh, they end up doing the quirky worky song, building the airplane. Um, steal Lawrence's newspaper for what reason? They had so many newspapers. Like, do you think this was eco friendly? Um. I don't Probably, know what uh, I, I I don't know much about the, like what happens when paper dissolves. Is that good or bad? I Probably mean, bad. It, to be fair, they I don't know what kind of fuel they were using, but if they were using wind with the paper, maybe they were being mm-hmm. more economic with the energy. Well, so I guess maybe, if if I don't know, paper is trees. So like if, if I don't I don't know like paper waste what what but I guess people recycle paper too. So yeah. I I don't know, I don't know. This Surely it's for, not as bad as jet fuel, but yeah. This is a question for Doctor Doofenshmirtz, or mm-hmm. with his recycling. But we'll we'll skip that plot for momentarily. Um. So yeah, they named it the Paper Pelican, and somewhere out there, Austin from Survivor Pearl Islands is freaking out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, actually, I'm gonna do this in three parts because of the the three different storylines. So, mm-hmm. um, so Phineas. They fly the plane, everyone boards it, they ignite the plane, and Isabella and Valjeet are serving refreshments, including peanuts, and Buford's like, those better not be peanuts, those basic peanuts that I don't want, and then Valjeet's like, I think no, he called they're... them, like, insignificant bags, or insufficient yes. bags. Yeah. Buford's like, I am not a basic customer, you need to meet my needs and my standards. Um, so Valjeet dips away real quick, for, uh, builds a little peanut chicken from the peanuts, um, he's like, this is our exquisite peanut chicken dish. Um, and he's like, but it tastes nothing like chicken. And Buford's like, I better not taste any chicken. Takes a, a wing and takes a bite. And he's like, mm, it's scrumptious. Um, peanut flavored chicken does sound good, though. Like Thai peanut chicken is, yeah, is the chicken bomb. Satay. I love, I love like peanut sauce. You could, you could drown me in peanut sauce, and I would die happy. Agreed. Was this a was this a discussion on Ingen there recently? Maybe. Yeah, I feel like it was. Uh, yeah, I am pro peanut sauce. Um, Yesterday, um, my I, I took uh, Tucker and Megan to a an Indian restaurant in town, and we had uh, so you didn't invite me. Rude. Um, so korma is usually like a cashew based dish, um, but the place that I went to, uh, they had korma that was pistachio based. It was a pistachio korma, uh, and it was. Very tasty. Oh, no, so it was like Indian pistachio food. chicken. I want Indian food and Thai food simultaneously. I haven't had Thai food since I got here. Maybe I'll do that this week when I am inevitably tired and too lazy to cook, and I get out late, and there's like an hour to between restaurants closing, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I could use some satay right now. That that sounds scrumptious. They ignite the airplane uh, and they do the chicken thing. So uh, Buford approves. Um, and then we things happen in the other plots that we'll get to. Phineas and Ferb, the paper pelicanator, passes over the sun. And they end up going in for a landing. Um, so they fall in the river and the paper disintegrates. 
and uh, they have flotation devices on their on their chairs. And Baljeet is very good. And the musical number was like this nice jazz number, which I appreciated. Probably a top fifteen song for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, the big ginormous airplane. It was very catchy. I loved it. Um, did any of you ever watch Total Drama World Tour? I. Or did you fall well, off of Total Drama I've, at that point? I think I had fallen off. I'm I'm almost positive Nathan has seen it. Yeah. Nathan, DM me. Um, and Avi, now that she's back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Total Drama World Tour was the last one that before I fell off. So that one, it reminded me of that first opening number. Um, that was, I remember feeling like, uh, like, weird, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but because they aired all the episodes in Canada or something. Mm-hmm. Or like the, they like Canadians had access to it, so then someone put them all on YouTube, like months before the mm-hmm. season finished. So like they, they were like five episodes in, and then I just watched them all on YouTube, and then like didn't watch it like live. I don't think so. That was like my and I felt like a cheater. But listen, gotta mm-hmm. do what you gotta do. Yeah, consume. it's a Canadian show. Yes, um, yeah. So that's basically the the. Phineas and Ferb plot. They all float to the land. Um, question, was there no egg credit scene this episode? Mm, I don't remember. I literally don't remember this one. Because I was like, that that was the end. I remember that part. But was there anything going on? Or, oh, wait. it was. Could um, they have replayed a song in the maybe, end credits? Sometimes maybe. they do this. Yeah. Or, or was it the bit when... Oh, uh, uh, no, that was that was part of the episode. Yeah. No, Wait. no. Whenever, whenever, uh, she he signs oh, the cast. That, that was yeah, that okay. was the end. Okay, I thought that was just the the last beat before the credits. That was definitely okay. the end credits when when uh, Candace and Jeremy get back from the hospital. Okay, yeah. Anyways, let's go back. Uh, Navi, do we want to do? Who do you want to talk about first? Doofenshmirtz or Candace? I think we should save Candace for last because I think that okay. there's more to talk about with that one. Let's yeah. do it then. So let's go to the doof plot. So we start off. Uh, Harry the platypus enters his lair, and Major Monogram is like, Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz has gone green, He's, but he's also doing something neutral. <laughs> like Because he's stealing uh, things from recycling bins, mm-hmm. but maybe he's recycling, but Doof- Major Monogram doesn't know. So, yeah, that's happening. Uh, Perry arrives, and Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, I got a phone call. Uh, it's for you, Perry. And then he, like, coils him up in the cord. Um, and he shows him the evaporatorinator out of recycled materials, and he flashes back to a time when his mother would never let him swim in public pools. And then Perry I, w- I very rarely uh, laugh out loud. La- like, there's some things I think are very funny. This this moment here made me actually like chortle, uh, like l- out loud, almost cackle even. Yeah. So we all wait for a beat, waiting for the story to continue. Perry's looking at him. He's like, "What?" Just because it's a backstory doesn't mean it has to have a dramatic conclusion. She just didn't let me swim in the pools. <laughs> like, and I, I was kind of here for that. Um, but yeah, so can y'all remind me what the purpose of the evaporator nader is then? If there's no like what's the petty reason? Uh well, he couldn't he couldn't swim in pools, so now he doesn't want anyone to be able to swim in pools. Okay. So but then the evaporator all the water in a pool, yeah. But he then can like evaporate Perry the platypus. Yeah, it can just evaporate all the water okay. in something. Oh. And I think he can he could also just use it on Perry the platypus to take like, like drain his take blood. him out. 
Yeah. Yeah, like bloodbending. Yeah, I was gonna be like the Hama Hama X is, is quaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's what's happening. Perry, uh, uh Merch has a, a recycle reduce reuse recycle shirt that he's wearing, and at this point, I want to pose the question: Should we talk about the Mitchell Musso reduce reuse recycle song once again? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I did put in. I think it was the Zach podcast when he came on. Oh, you actually put it in? Yeah. Three. I don't think we need to put it in again. Okay. I think we've got enough musical breaks. Yeah. Well, we still but have it, another one. It's funny. It is yeah. funny. Uh, but yeah, so he's wearing a reduced reuse recycle shirt, and he's uh, 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 he's gonna. He said he's like green. Like he's grievel. Grievel. Green. Grievel. Yeah, he's yeah. green and evil. Grievel. Yeah. So he. Grievel sounds it. like it'd be the name of a Pokemon or something. It does. Yeah. Um, like it's like it's like uh like a here's here's my pitch for the Pokemon Grievel. It's it's like a little like bowl weevil insect, except it's got like dollar signs for eyes and it's like trying to steal your money. That's what a Grievel. It's it's a greedy weevil. Grievel. Grievel. Love that. Love that. Hit up yeah. Uh, with the that design. I'm no, sure hit up really hit up the the creative Bobby to design mm, it for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so we we move on. Uh, Doofenshmirtz, he activates his evaporator nader just as Candace is about to jump in the pool. So the pool evaporates, and we'll go back to that later. Uh, Perry starts fighting with Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and Doofenshmirtz is about to evaporate Perry. But Phineas and Ferb, the, the plane passes over the sun, causing darkness, um, and also it's solar-powered, the evaporator nader. So Perry has a moment to strike um, and defeat Dr. Doofenshmirtz there. Um, also, Doofenshmirtz can't see so at that moment either. Um, so that's the end of the plot there, right? And Perry pops up in the in the plane in the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the plot. Any thoughts on the Doofenshmirtz plot besides uh, the shirt was iconic? We stand shirt. a king who's into recycling. We love that. We do. We do stand. Um, yeah. So lastly, let's talk about the Stacy Candace plot. So we already talked about the the morning with the swimsuits. So they end up going to Jeremy's house. Um, it's a pool party, and they see all these guys. Jeremy's very tan. Can we talk about that? Did anyone else notice that? Like he was very tan. I didn't notice. I was like, "You're a pasty white boy. You look a little. You look mm-hmm. very, very tan." Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's talking to this blonde girl with an Australian accent called Nicolette and Candace mm-hmm. gets deeply stressed. Um, and Again, enough with this plot. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. I don't need to see it again. I've seen it. If you, if I had a nickel for every time I've seen this plot, I wouldn't have many nickels. I'd have two. I think the, but, they even like, they even mentioned the last indeed. time we saw this plot. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, this is something that we were referencing earlier. Stacy's like, yeah, you got over. You got really upset about that snowboarding sh- girl who wasn't even a she. Um, and I was like, yeah, we, yeah, that, yeah, is it's, it's a very, uh, very antiquated way of phrasing that. that yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully, we don't we don't uh, refer to it that way anymore. Yeah, and then Candace is also like, yeah, but this girl's exotic, and I, I don't just stop calling people exotic. Um, yeah, I well, I guess in in this case, 
maybe it's the Australian accent she's yeah. calling. Yeah, and the there are there story. are like I I there are many many problematic ways to call somebody exotic. I don't this know is probably that this is the one lower of them. one, but like just in general, like yeah, let's just like we can we, we yeah, I mean we we can just uh 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 what's the word what's the word avoid it avoid it altogether yes. just yeah just, you know don't have to it's unnecessary um but yeah so uh Candace is stressed um and she's like Stacy we need to have a powwow um and then Stacy's like. Okay, but you've been practicing your double decker backflip and uh jackknife twist with a lemon drop. Uh, I just I don't remember Whoa. the name of the, the the move. Do you not know what a lemon drop is? No, I do know what a lemon drop is. Like in terms of pool and swimming? No, not in terms of pool and swimming. It's when you like sit on the diving board and you like kneel and curl yourself up into the ball and you just like roll over. That's the lemon drop. At least that's what oh. we called it. Um <laughs> This is the the lamest, the worst, the most boring uh uh diving board trick. What, would you what do a, 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 would you, could you do a lemon drop in the Olympics? Oh, you could. Would you get points? I don't know. Probably negative points. Yeah. Um no, what did were y'all diving board kids? No. No, I was afraid. I w- I was like block? Uh, no, I would. Yeah, I would at least jump. I could do front flips. I could yeah. do front flips. I I couldn't do back flips. I I could never get over the mental hurdle to make myself flip. The front flip was my go-to. Just like the running, like the momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I chipped my tooth doing a front flip off the diving board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a baby chip. Like it. Mm-hmm. Like I've never gotten it fits because it's like that unnoticeable. But I mm-hmm. was like eleven. It was the first day of sixth grade, I believe. So it was it was ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a front flip off the diving board. I, I didn't even jump on that one. I just like was like, uh, I did it. And then I belly flopped and I bit my teeth. Um, so that was fun. Um, yeah, but the front flip off the low diving board was my go-to. Uh, I, I also did love like running and diving. Um, and then in terms of the splash ones, I would do a jackknife most often instead of a cannonball. Is that, is that the one-handed cannonball? or the, Like a can opener. Yeah. Is it is that the same? I think I call that a can opener when you've got yeah. like one leg out and then you're holding the other one with your hand. Yeah. It's like half a cannonball. Yeah. Yeah. Navi, we're, let me just guess. You weren't a diving board kid because you were too busy in the sun reading. How did you know? Navi, Navi was a big belly flopper. Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> you were? Yeah, but just like flop in. I'm like, I don't want to like do anything yeah. too. Oh, intricate. but you weren't like having belly flop contests with your friends, like one. I I am terrified of a belly flop. Oh, I, as someone who chipped his tooth on a belly flop. Oh, I, it was a belly flop. Well, it was. I over rotated. Oh, so you you chipped your tooth on the water? No, I think I bit. I don't know for sure, but I think I bit my teeth during the when I landed. Okay, and like. It's just like a very small, it's like literally uh-huh. so noticeable, but like there is like, if you look, if you want me to zoom in my face, no, I can show kidding. you like my teeth. Um, why, no, am but, I the, why am I the, the zoomed in face on the... On oh, the, because you were narrating, <laughs> that's why. You were narrating that, that episode, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll blow ah, okay. you up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I believe another story Jacob has told me is that he and his friends would do belly flop contests and like just like do them and then see who's belly could get the reddest i don't know mm-hmm. or how they would that's, score that's it. usually how they go 
yeah, that that's not appetizing. This was on Impractical Jokers, an episode where they made Joe go in a belly flop contest, and he like they made him keep jumping over and over and over again. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, yeah, Naomi Calhoun loves like Impractical Jokers and Jackass. I do too. So. She's she will be watching the Jackass movie in theaters, I believe. So I saw the Impractical Jokers movie in theaters. We love that same theater that I saw Little Women and Uncut Gems. I walked into the wrong movie yesterday, and I'm still. I went to like my. Did you go to see academia. Eternals. I did go see Eternals. Um, we can talk offline if you want, but I think I'm going next weekend. So highly recommend anyone who can go to the movies because again, diverse cast, not just racially and ethnically but also like in sexuality and gender and ability highly mm. recommend um yeah so uh anyways let's get back so candace candace is gonna do her jump and she's jumping on the trampoline on the diving board she's getting ready she's getting her ups as she's giving a speech and uh yeah then the evaporator inator hits and then all the guys um grab their skateboards Jeremy changes real quick, and they're starting to do skateboarding. And then, how does Candace land in the pool? Because she catches herself, which I thought was impressive, before mm-hmm. like diving. Um, somehow she ends up in the in the in the skate park. Um, and then all these people are like, "Safety first! Put a helmet on her. Safety first! Put pads on her. Safety first! A steering wheel." And she's like, "A steering wheel!" And then the airbag pops out. A great steering wheel that doesn't fly off while you're skating. Yeah, um, and she's doing like all these tricks and then at the end the plane goes over uh she and jeremy can't see each other she crashes into jeremy jeremy breaks his leg candace breaks her arm um and i'm positive we won't see that in the next episode but uh and then we go to the end credits tag and we find out that nicolette all her adventures with the snakes were a video game level and she's jeremy's cousin and jeremy signs her cast Heart C plus J. Yeah, yeah, so sweet, so sweet. Yeah, so Candace, you got to be more secure in this relationship. Yeah, come on. The boy likes you. Yeah, um, the girl can't help it though. If to quote Mitchell Musso, um, yeah. So, uh, with that, do y'all have any thoughts on the episode besides recycling and the jazz number and stuff we talked about already? No, I think we, I think we hit it all. I think this was good. Yeah, Navi, anything from you that we need to add, or should we get go to another musical break? Uh, we can get into the musical break. So enjoy the De Plain De Plain song, and then we'll be right back. And now, for your in-flight entertainment, entertainment the Paper Pelican Floor Show! When we lift off, then you'll be tipped off, too. How my heart is soars for you. Soon you'll be flying, gravity defying, your dreams will all come true in the blue. Flying over cotton candy clouds, hanging from a fuselage. A walk on a wing is just the thing for a high in the sky montage. So darling, put your goggles on and up, up, and away we'll fly. In a big ginormous airplane, in a big ginormous airplane, in a big ginormous airplane, to the sky. And we're back 
with some feedback and shenanigans. So, Navi, are you going to take us through that today? Feel yes, free to share screen. Oh no, I'm big now. Okay. Feel free uh, to share screen, and then we can we can uh, add it here. Okay. Uh, or I can so share screen also if it's easier. Yeah, that's probably easier. Heinz, Doctor Doofenshmirtz. If it needs for Doctor Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Um. Yeah. I am trying to load. I'm it. still I'm still torn on on who I'm voting for here. Maybe maybe I'll decide by the time we get through feedback and vote on these other things. Yeah, I am too, especially for the uh the B episode. Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble with that one. Um but in the meantime, we do have a couple of emails from Giovanni. And he writes, with Doof's increasingly complicated, tragic anime backstory and with his tumultuous relationship and the tumultuous relationship he has with his mother and father, is he the G-rated version of BoJack Horseman? Hmm. That's a good question. That I, is on my list, but I have yet to see and then listen to the companion podcast. It's a great question for Kirsten McKinnis and Lindsay Wilson. I think I think our show is not sophisticated enough for them. Is our show sophisticated? Would you classify us as that? No, not in the least. Oh, we, we were just talking about titties half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they could be sophisticated titties. Sophisticated. Sophisticated? No, that don't work. Didn't like that one. I don't like what I said either. Cut all this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of touched on this a little bit earlier would you try a peanut flavored chicken of course yes unquestionably um, with the caveat that now it needs to be vegan chicken for me but yes i would okay this guy well, just going on uh if you, <laughs> listen i'm very la how dare you yeah you moved to the other coast and look what happened to you All right, uh, we'll get into our spreadsheet stuff. So first off, uh, for what makes the playlist, uh, kick your way right into my heart. Uh, does that count as a song that we will include on the playlist? So I, Sorry, go ahead. I would definitely say yes, but also under the caveat that it's another song first and they just like repurpose the lyrics. But mm. I definitely think, like I said, the De Plain De Plain song would make the top 15, and I, I think this one would too at this moment. So I'm going to keep a ranking of what songs, because I also don't remember what songs I previously said made the playlist. So if we have a historian uh, listening to this, please let us know uh, yeah. what the other two songs I said would make the playlist are. Probably, who would we call? Uh, Why Won't He Call Me? That's probably one of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give myself 15 songs this season that I can put on a playlist. Those two both have made it. Uh, this one, uh, the this goes in a meme playlist for me. That's the vibe that this song hits. That like, mm -hmm. it's definitely a parody of another song, but still a good one. I would listen to it at the same time that I listen to all of the Weird Al polkas. What's your favorite Weird Al song? Oh, that's tough. And are you aware that Weird Al is playing in the post show recaps Brain Steel this season? No, I'm not. I didn't even know the last one ended. Oh no no okay. The Cook Islands no. one? No, it's still on. No, the the one where I picked Naja is still on. Yeah, that one. Okay. 
No, I don't think I knew that. I picked R2-D2, and my king got medevaced in 19th place for no reason. I was so upset. Womp. Um, yeah, the other, the Deplane to Plane song, um, I would definitely listen to it. I'm trying to think what... A jazz of, playlist, like, what? if you're going to a jazz speakeasy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still maybe maybe some good driving music. A yeah. lot of these songs are good driving music. Mm-hmm. You know what's a great driving song? When Will He Call Me? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Sheena Easton. Um, yeah. So, Navi, what are we off to next? Well, let's re, uh, give the pass-fail to the innators here. Why don't we start off with the evaporator innator? Uh, so, what do you guys think? Is this uh, is Dr. Havarti into this? I think she'd be impressed. Um especially because it's recycled materials, but that's like what tips it over. I think otherwise it's like boring to her, but like, because he like was creative with recycled and uh, resourceful materials and was in, uh, grievable. I think she would appreciate that. Yeah. I think he gets an A for the grievalness. I, I think this one's a pass yeah. for me. Do y'all remember that episode of iCarly where there's like, uh, you have to do something green. Where they're like composting. Yeah. Or yeah. And then uh, Freddie imports Portuguese worms for his project and gets an F and Sam does the sticks her thumb in the orange is like an orange is my experiment <laughs> and then uh carly hires the like top 10 fbi most wanted like engineer or something mm-hmm. like yeah that's that's that i don't know shout out to sam puckett a queen yeah missing in the reboot understandably so though yeah uh-huh. did y'all watch the reboot i watched the first two episodes and i wanted to podcast with nicole but like I just, it, mm-hmm. uh, it was hard to keep up with the podcast, the mm-hmm. episodes, but I definitely want to, I will mm-hmm. watch all the episodes. That I've watched day. all the reboot. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to watch him all. Uh, it just was, it wouldn't download. Paramount Plus sucks with downloads mm-hmm. on like iPads. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I tried to watch at work and then it kept crashing. So uh, then I downloaded Never Have I Ever and that worked. So there you go. Netflix is the best with downloads. Disney Plus is solid. Um, HBO Max is finicky at times, but it does it sometimes. So those are my rankings. I've never tried on Prime. Mm-hmm. All right. And what about the Kickinator 5000? It's just a robotic leg. So I say this is not impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a fail for me, dog. I think it passes for me. I, I think it's fun. Ian Terry can kick himself in the face without anything, so... But can he kick a home run in kickball? Probably. He's Ian Terry. Okay. Okay. Um, um on to the um oh, is this better than reading? So would you say that building a fort in your backyard is better than reading? I think having the fort is better than reading. You can like read the fort, in the fort. The fort that they end up with, yes. Yeah. You can also read in the fort, Navi. Yeah, but I don't want to, like, actually build it. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. If it were ready-made. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if it was a blanket for it, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. The plane, though, I don't think think the plane's better than reading. I'm kind of out on planes. Me too. I think I would like to try the paper mache play, see how it goes, especially, like, but I would want, if if my friends were building a plane, I would say, okay, but you got to make a bougie area for your friends. Like I'm not gonna sit economy on your own plane, like mm-hmm. bruh. Um, but peanut chicken, I think, is better than reading. Yeah. Oh, agreed. 
I I was booking a flight because I have a wedding in early December. Oh, congrats! In Philadelphia to go to. So I the return trip I have a middle seat because they, they only had middle seats left, and it's like I think I'm flying out of New York too for that one. So New York to LA, a seven hour flight in a middle trip in a middle seat. I want to vomit. Mm-hmm. I'm. A, are y'all are y'all aisle people or window people? What do you think? I think, well, Will, how tall are you? Uh, 5'10". 5'10". I think you're an aisle person. Okay. I am 6'1". I'm a window person because I need to, like, I, I don't like my head hanging. Off. Yeah, I, I am also a window person. I, I lean against the window. I yeah. very, like, self-isolate, shut out the world. I also don't need to, to stand up to go to the bathroom on a plane. Yeah, I, I never get up to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I, I did get up to go to the bathroom on our flight to Hawaii, but that was a long flight. But other than that, I never get up to go to the bathroom. See, on the flight. even on flights to Brazil, I won't get up. Like, if I'm in an aisle, sometimes I'll get up because I need to, like, stand and stretch my legs. And I'll, like, go to the mm-hmm. bathroom just to, like, do something. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll wash my hands and, like, chill. But if I'm now in this, the window, this, I don't need to. This was a big uh, point of contention um, whenever we were going on vacation. So we had a we had a flight from uh oklahoma city to la before before we flew to uh before we flew to to hawaii from la uh and my mom booked the tickets and this this leg of the flight it was just my parents and me and nathan um and it was one where you could pick your seats and she picked our seats without asking me and nathan what kind of seats we wanted um and what i would have chosen was I don't care if I sit around my family. I just want a window seat. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember if she had picked like aisle seat in the in the middle seat right next to it or window seat in the middle seat right next to it. The point is, one of them was a middle seat, uh, and, and it is it is not the choice that I would have made. That is, that is, I can say that much. Navi, what are you? Are you a window and aisle, or are you a dancing and skiing like the middle seat? Yeah, so my rankings are number one window seat, then aisle seat, then middle seat. Yeah, we stand that. Um, the correct take. Yeah, the correct take, yes. Uh, uh, shout out to the uh, Full House episode where they go to Disney World, which I did talk about shit 90s show, so self-promotion, mm-hmm. but where Michelle and Stephanie get in a fight, and Michelle's like, if I don't sit on the window seat, I will gag. So, yeah. There you go. Anyways, okay. uh, that was our plane discussion. <laughs> Yeah. Um, On to the episode rankings. So just as a recap here, our rankings for the the Candice tiers are Queen of Mars, which is like best of the best, then Yummy Yummy Yummy, which is like pretty good, okay, which is okay, Okay. Uh, Satellite Fell to Earth, which is like below average, and then um, Busted is like worst of the worst, bottom of the barrel episodes. So with that in mind, where would y'all put Thaddeus and Thor? Uh, so Thaddeus and Thor for me is for sure pretty solidly a uh, yummy, yummy, yummy tier. Not quite the iconic tier, the tip of the day and Chronicles of Me bar for me, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, it's still really good. I, I really enjoyed lots of things in this episode. Uh, I, I really liked this one. Yeah, for me, I also put it in Yummy, 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 a.k.a. the Dark Knights here, if you're a Nolan fan. Uh, I think the Doofenshmirtz plot elevates it 
to be better than okay, but I don't think the Finney Simper plot is strong enough to be in the Queen of Mars uh, legend. Tier. Yeah, I'm with you both. I put in the yummy, yummy, yummy tier as well. Uh, the Doofen Shorts plot especially was just fantastic this episode. Um, all right, so what about Deplane Deplane? Where do you all have that one? I was back and forth between this. It's it's right on the line between okay and yummy, yummy, yummy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it, it was another really fun one. I almost pushed it down into okay because we're sort of reusing the same, oh, Candace is jealous plot that we somehow always come back to. Um, but the Doofenshmirtz stuff kicked it just over the line for me. Uh, the fact that I laughed out loud about this backstory with the swimming pools, that's that's what pushed it up into yummy, yummy, yummy tier for me. But it was close. It was close. Yeah, what about you, Felipe? I pushed uh, the it into okay just because um, if I had to pick one of the storylines to watch, I think my favorite was the, the Candace one, even if it was redone a little bit. Uh, the Doofenshmirtz plot was actually the weakest to me in this episode. Um, and I just feel like there was something missing for me to put it in yummy, yummy, yummy. But I was also very like in the middle. I was like debating. And for me, I think I just like think there, was the, there wasn't anything to elevate it to that next tier for me. Yeah, I agree that I didn't think this episode was super consistent in quality. Like, it had its good moments, but there was also a lot of, like, weird, boring moments on it, too. So, honestly, I'm probably the lowest on this episode, and it's going into the uh, uh, Satellite Fell to Earth slash Tenant tier. Mm. Oh, wow. That, that, totally valid. Um, I think this one, like, I, I will say I think we're in, a, like, a little bit of a pickup after the the rough two episodes that we had last week when we recorded. Uh, and then Meep was good. Meep was phenomenal. And then I think these two were, like, good, like, B episodes to me, at least. Like, everything mm-hmm. else was, like, kind of, like, C previously. So hope hopefully we're in the next stage. Will, what's coming up next week? Do you know? I know we're not at that uh, point yeah, yet. Yeah, next week but... it's uh, something like, let's take a quiz. Let's take a quiz on At the Car Wash. Okay. I don't remember those off the top of my head. I remember them vaguely, like the car wash one specifically, I think. Um, yeah, so Navi, where are we off to next? I guess we're on to the MVP slash who won the episode. Yeah, we um, love so that. So for uh, Thaddeus and Thor, um, Felipe, why don't we start with you? Who do you have for? Um, for this one, I have uh, Perry the Platypus is getting my point because... Mm-hmm. I was between him and Doofenshmirtz. There wasn't like a big contender for like a solid episode. I didn't really think there was like a big person to give it to, but I was between him and Doofenshmirtz. Um, Basically what my logic comes down to is that Perry the Platypus is a homie and helped Doofenshmirtz practice his kickball skills and kick the ball and was very nice to him. So that's, that's my logic. All right. Will, what about you? Yeah, this one was tough too. I was between to i almost went with isabella which would have been three episodes in a row of me giving isabella a point um but i went with phineas because you know he he builds the big the big fort to help his sister win the competition uh but also has the like oh i'm just doing it for for the love of the game kind of bit about him um i almost gave it to isabella because she does a lot to like 
help out Phineas. There's another line that Isabella has that that did make me laugh a lot where uh, she comes up to Phineas. She's like, hey, Phineas, what you doing? And then she sees Thaddeus and Thor in the other yard. And she's like, and what are you doing? And like, it says the same thing, but like not as sing-songy and obviously simping. Um, that uh, I, I really appreciated Isabella in this episode. But I, I think I got to give it to Phineas here. Mm-hmm. What about you, Navi? Um, I'm giving it to Doof. I really like the backstory we got this episode. And yeah, he like loses the mm-hmm. kickball game or whatever. But I think that everything that comes before it is fantastic. Yeah. And the the, the uh, love handle backstory is... is Yeah, the fact that he was able to worthy, afford yeah. love handle was great. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. So on to uh, episode... 208B, Deplane Deplane. Will, why don't we start off with you? Who do you have as your MVP? This one was another tough one to find someone who was like worthy of winning the episode. Uh, I think I ended up giving it to Ferb because of the like impression where he's got the hair that's like slicked back and not pushed back. And he's got the the mustache and he's singing the song. I, I gave it to Ferb. All right. Felipe, what about yourself? I gave my point to Doofenshmirtz because he was an eco-friendly king. Yeah. I'm with Will on this one. I, I'm giving it to Ferb just for that uh, great musical number that he had. So with to reset the rankings, Ferb and Perry the Platypus both got a point. So now they are tied for second with... Uh, with uh, Doofenshmirtz out of the lead now advancing two more points so he had seven to start now he has nine and uh, Phineas got a point so now he has two yeah, in so... the same tier as Jenny, Elizabeth, Meep so yeah those those three Yeah, Doofens- just to reset all this Doofenshmirtz has nine he's way in the lead Perry and Fur both have four uh, Stacy, Candace and Isabella all have three and then there's a, a tier of twos with Jenny, Elizabeth, Meep, and Phineas. And then a lot of people have just one point. Yeah. Including the baby turtles and the orcas. And, ah, uh, wait, before I go any further, can I give any of my points to Nosy? In, in... Uh, what do you think? No. <laughs> I have to ask. I have to ask. You don't have to. I mean, wait, what? No, I, I got you. I, I, it's called conditional formatting. That way you don't have to change it again later. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Wait. All right, but... and I guess on that note, we're we're good for feedback and rankings. We love that. Yeah. So, um should we start wrapping things up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, stop sharing the screen and uh Navi, let's go to you first. Where can people now keep up with you on Twitter? and all things that you're doing. Yes, you can follow me on my backup Twitter, uh, NaviKBall. Get in while you can before Before it goes behind the paywall. I get my main account back. Um, N-A-V-I-K-B-A-L. You can find me there. And as for my pop culture plug, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Naruto because that's what my life has been at this point, re-watching that show. Uh, it. it there are issues with it, but I'm still enjoying the ride. So I guess it. watch Naruto on Netflix. I don't know if it's on yeah. American Netflix. It's on Canadian Netflix. That's part of the reason. It's why on Netflix. It. Yeah. yeah. William, what about you? Uh, you can follow me anywhere at Davis, comma Will. 
Um, I don't, I think, like I said, my brother was visiting, so I did not record everyone and their brother this week. Uh, but we had a, a ghoulish foods episode that came out a little while ago that I think was fun to record. Uh, we, we met my friend Waluigi uh, for a little bit in there. Who has um, something very in common with Chappelle and his love of candy corn. Loves candy corn, this Waluigi. Um, so you can follow that show at EATV Podcast. It's a very fun show. Um, pop culture wise, uh, Succession. I'm into Succession. Good tweet, it's so bad good, tweet. Right? I, 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 I'm all in on Succession right now. It's so much fun. We love that. Um, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, all social media, at WhatTheFleep. Um, you can subscribe to What You Doing on all your favorite podcast staffs and give us five stars, rate and review. Tell a friend who likes Hennies and Ferb. Um, on the Brazilian Dragon, we just recently dropped a Sex Education Season 3 podcast mm. with AJ Norris, who literally had me fall out of my chair a couple times. He was so funny. Um, yeah, we debated uh, if you can trust people named Joe and if you can trust people with blue eyes. And I defended William and Jacob, who's not here, mm. but I defended you both saying that they are trustworthy, um, even though Will has green eyes. That was my guess. I don't know. Will, what color are your eyes? I don't know. What I sent you, you a picture of them. I know. What color does your, what does your license say? I think I, I think my license is hazel. Hazel. Where is Davey? Um, anyways, hmm. uh, in terms of the Brazilian dragon, that's what we're doing. And then also Halloween town high we'll do. And then the Scooby-Doo, the mystery begins. That will be done at some point. We'll also return to the nail movies. So also tell your friends, like, and subscribe five stars on Apple podcast, rate and review for Brazilian dragon as well. Additionally, you might hear me on a post-show recaps podcast talking some Avatar sometime soon. Mm. So excited. Uh, and yeah, that's that's what I have going on these days. In terms of pop culture, if you can see it, Eternals, just because of diversity, representation matters. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got going on. Um, also, follow me on TikTok. What the fleep? I love TikToks. And I wish I could watch more at work. You actually got what the fleep on TikTok and not what hurry fleep. Wow. <laughs> That's bullying. That is hate speech right there. Um, yeah. Will, Nabi, do we have a hashtag for this episode? The first thing I thought of, you know, we're not going to go with the first thing I thought of. What else have we said? Um, sea salt cocaine. Um, airport sea salt. Airport sea salt. There we go. Until next time. Corn dog, corn dog. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. I know you know what you're doing today. I know you know what you're doing. Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb. Candace gonna bust you if you... Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Do and your favorite Phineas and Ferb Watch podcast. Today, we're talking about Thaddeus and Thor and De Plain, De Plain, Season 2, Episode 8. And first things first, let me introduce myself. I am a guy. 
who is never good at building forts, but I do love a good blanket fort. And shout out to my good boy, Jacob Redmond, who also loves a good blanket fort. But I'm going to restart this. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a great start shouting out Jacob before introducing either of us. I'm going to end this broadcast. <laughs> um, no, no, leave no, it I'll all just... in. Leave it all in. Yeah, okay. It's good. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Who's the loser now, huh? L-O-S-E-R. Who's the loser? You are. Let's boogie. That's right. Let's boogie. You're out.